Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. Good morning, everybody. Again, it's wonderful to see all of you today. Mary mentioned we've been gone a little bit, and again, it is so good to be here. We want to welcome everybody in Crookston, our family, Pastor Joel and Ellie, and just our family there. If you're visiting, we are, we're one church. We have a couple different locations here and then in Crookston, and so thankful for what the Lord is doing there. And then all of our online family, we know there's people watching from wherever, so God bless you. Hello, Tom. Uh, good to see you, and it's great to just have everybody here uh, today. Before I share from the Word uh, this morning, I just <clears throat> want to let you know of something that is coming up here that, that, uh, in the church, um, beginning mid-summer, so not immediately, but mid-summer, uh, Mary and I are planning on taking a sabbatical. For those unfamiliar with maybe what a sabbatical is in a ministry context, it's an intentional stepping away from ministry for an extended period of time. And so for us, we're planning on taking a three-month break from ministry. Uh, July 16th will be our last Sunday here, and then we'll be returning into the office October 17th, so 13 weeks, uh, three months. Uh, and it's something that we feel the Lord is really directing us in. I want you to know this a couple of things. We're not burnt out. Uh, we're feeling great. We're not facing conflict of any kind on any front in our home, in church, uh, in our marriage. We're not pursuing another place of ministry. We love Freedom Church. We love Grand Forks, and, and we're hoping to get not just old, but really old here, okay? And so in doing that, uh, it's just simply this, as we have prayed and really sought the Lord, uh, we feel that he is directing us to step away for an extended period of time of just renewal, rest, and spiritual restoration. Uh, I believe, as I've really taken time to think about this for some months, uh, I believe that a sabbatical is part of God's plan really to prepare us for the next season of Freedom Church. And so I think this is just going to be a part of it. Uh, the leadership team and I have been talking about this for a number of months. Actually, we had talked about it for last summer and then well, the way things were developing in our family and then as well as in the Crookston family uh, there with, with Pastor Joel and Ellie coming on. It just wasn't something that's, that's worked. But the leadership team is fully, fully supportive of this. Uh, we've, I've talked about it with the staff and they're fully in, uh, supportive as well. During our absence, uh, Pastor Jared is going to be leading the church here in Grand Forks. Pastor Joel will be leading the church here in Crookston. And uh, again, I, I just believe that it's, it's a win-win-win on every front. Uh, it was eight years ago that we took a sabbatical. We took a seven-week sabbatical. And during that time, the staff stepped up and grew. During that time, the congregation benefited from it. I know that for Mary and I, it was an incredible blessing. God gave us such renewed strength. In fact, when I came back, when we came back, one of the leadership team members says, this has been such a great experience. I didn't do this, but his, his response was, one of the leadership, he says, this has been such a great response. We think you ought to do this every summer. <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying? Okay, what are you saying to me? But it was just one of those things. And so we just feel that this is what God is directing us to. Uh, we want to be healthy. We want to go the long haul here at Freedom Church. And we just think to take just a, a, a time of, of, of stepping away is going to be just an important part of that. Uh, we're going to be talking more about this in the weeks to come. Again, our, first, our last Sunday will be July 16th. Then we're coming back in October. Um, 
Uh, we'll be talking more about it uh, sometime from now on a Sunday. In fact, one of the leadership team members, I've already visited with them, and they're going to share a little bit about what it looks like for us as a church. I'm fully confident that God is going to just really bless in this time. In the meantime, I just ask that you would just pray for the church leadership as we just prepare for this time. And uh, so thank you, because I know that, that, you will, that you will do that. Uh, I'm launching a summer sermon series uh, today entitled Battle Ready. Uh, you saw the bumper. We had a little, you know, little break as I just talked about the sabbatical. But uh, it's really a series of sermons based on Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Talks about the armor of God. In this passage of Scripture, the Apostle Paul talks about the battle that all of us are in and the armor that God has given to us, enabling us to stand strong in the battle. Uh, before we launch into this, this sermon series today, uh, and again, these verses, uh, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18, we're really gonna, we're gonna really dig deep through these next weeks. Uh, uh, myself, Pastor Jared's gonna be sharing some on it as well. We're gonna really dig deep into these verses of Scripture. What is he talking about? But before we do, I just think there's just something that I need to, to begin with today. And, and, and just one, one thought that I know that you're very aware of, but that is this, that we all have an enemy. This series is entitled Battle Ready. It's hard to be in a battle without an enemy, but I just, I, I think it's imperative to know that all of us have an enemy. You have an enemy. I have an enemy. It's not your boss, Okay. It's not your neighbor. It's not your parents. It's not your spouse. Whoo, okay, you thought like, what? okay. It's not even your ex-spouse, okay? That's not your enemy. Rather, the enemy that all of us have, as we know, is the devil himself. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, a scripture that probably you have heard, be of sober spirit, which I, I love that verse. I would love just to preach about that. What does it mean to be sober? Uh, when we think of it in the context, we think of it, well, you're not getting drunk, okay? You're showing moderation. That's what he's talking about. Be of sober spirit. Live life in moderation. Be on the alert because your adversary, there's one who opposes you, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That's our enemy. He's, he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to destroy. What that means is that, 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 that you're not the hunter, you're the hunted. You're not the hunter in this thing. You're, you're, you're the hunted. I mean, like, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to destroy someone. It's really an interesting picture because, because the word prowl, in my translation, it says a prowling lion. The word prowl and the word roar don't go together. Okay? A, a, a roaring lion is not one that's hunting. When, when, when a, a lion is prowling, he's not roaring because that would scare away the prey, right? So, 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 so prowling and roaring don't go together. A prowling lion is one that uses quietness and stealth to be able to attack its prey. It uses sneakiness and secrecy. Uh, a lion is a covert animal prowling and stalking its prey, and it's just like the enemy, the devil, that prowls in stealth, and in craftiness and secrecy, like, look, like, how is, it, how is it that I can attack this believer? How is it that I can attack this person? Ah, here's an area of weakness. Here's, here's, here's a chink in their armor. I'm going to attack them at this point, and I'm going to, like, use their weakness and their vulnerability in this area to be able to attack them. 
It can happen in the area of relationships. Uh, he attacks us with fear and anxiety, you know, maybe like uh, paralyzing insecurities or, or picking up of offense and resentment or, or bitterness. Maybe it's in, in, in emotions as, 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 as like anger. Maybe it's through an addiction or loneliness or doubt. And I don't know. And it can be just a myriad of different areas. But we are in a battle in the enemy's desires to attack us in these areas. He prowls around like a roaring lion. But, but we understand the prowling part, but how about the roaring part? The reason that a lion roars is to communicate to other members of the pride of an invader. A lion roars to create fear and to scare away potential intruders. Roar, because it's trying to scare away like intruders. A lion roars to be able to mark its territory. And finally, a lion also roars to show dominance. I'm bigger and stronger than you. I'm the king of the jungle, and I rule here, okay? That's, that's why a lion roars. And the picture that, that, first, that first Peter 5.8 paints, I believe, is this, this, of the devil prowling around, like looking for opportunity to attack. And in the area of weakness, in the area of vulnerability, or whatever it may be, is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like, and then at that, at that moment, it's like, ah, he, he lunges, and he launches this attack against us. And once he attacks, he just, he roars. He, he, once he lunges the attack, he lets out this incredible roar. You're never going to mount anything. I don't do a very good lion imitation, sorry, okay? You're never, you know, you're always going to be this way. You know, you're, you're unlovable. You're, you're, you're never going to mount to things because, like, you'll always struggle with this addiction. You know, you're just, like, that's just who you are. You're an embarrassment. You're stupid. You know, it's your fault. You're the one to blame. And sometimes that deafening roar of the lion seems so loud, it's almost hard to hear anything else. Because he looks to attack us in that area of our weakness. That's our enemy, the devil. He roars to create fear within us and to intimidate us and say, this is my territory. And that space that you're going to give to me is going to be in your mind because I'm going to have you walk in doubt and insecurity and in fear and in loneliness and whatever it may be. And so he roars this deafening roar like trying to drown out any other voice. That's the battle that you and I are in. That's the tactic that the enemy uses. It's a tremendous, tremendous battle that rages. I'm familiar with it. How many say, I know what you're talking about, Pastor. I think we all do this battle that rages, oftentimes beginning in our mind. And let me just, let me just say this, okay? I was a little... I was talking to Pastor Jared about this. I was a little hesitant to, to preach this sermon or this series this summer because when it comes to summer, I'm thinking, let's talk about like, like walking through the park with God or something like that. I'm thinking, let's, can we talk about like this, like this beautiful waterfall, you know, like picnic around the, the, the serene lake and, and how beautiful God is and like, but not about the battle. I mean, like, let's save that for, you know, February or something when it's really cold and we just are feeling you know, a little bit of growl or something. I don't, I don't know. But I really feel God is wanting us to learn something through this summer about the battle that, I, that, that, that you face and that I face. If we could really understand what Paul writes to the church in Ephesians chapter 6, 
the word finally. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. The word in the original language means this. Having, having talked about all these other things in Ephesians, he talks about like election, he talks about adoption, he talks about all these incredible doctrines in Ephesians and doesn't even really dive into them. But then, he says, like, talk, but then finally, meaning now that we've talked about this, let me talk about what's really important is really what the word finally means. Now that we've talked about all these other things, imitators of God, about you know, the, the role of a husband, the role of a wife, family, children, obey your parents and the Lord. This is just chapter six, just the verses before. Now we talked about all these things. Finally, 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 having talked about all these things, now I want to talk about something really significant. And he says this, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so I believe God is wanting to teach us something during this time. Let me just say this, okay? I, I'm not a sensationalist. I feel like my feet are planted on the ground pretty well. What do I mean by that? I, just, I, I mean like I don't, I don't see a demon under every ill that takes place. I don't see demonic, satanic activity in, in everything that happens. Sometimes this is a consequence of our actions. So we were just in Arizona. Last Sunday was my mom's 90th birthday. Just amazing, living at home and doing so well. Uh, hello, mom. She watches every Sunday. Love you. And it was so fun being, being home. And I, In Mesa, Arizona, where I graduated from high school, from there is probably about a 20-mile, probably 20-25-mile 20 20, drive uh, where we were living at the time. I was 19 years old, living at home. I'd gone to your college. And, and I left my workplace where I was working at a furniture store. I'm driving down, and I get like, like a couple miles out of town, and I look at the gas gauge, and it's like, it's like empty. Like not just a little bit, but like empty. And I think to myself, you better turn around and go put some gas in the tank because you're empty, and you may not make it home on this highway. And then I got this brilliant idea. I'm a person of faith. I know what I'm going to do. Lord, I believe in you, God, that you will keep me from running out of gas in spite of the money in my billfold and the gas station two miles back. God, I believe you're going to help me get home. Anybody want to guess what happened? <laughs> Pulled over like, Lord, it's Nathan. You got money in your wallet. There's a gas station. Go fill your tank with gas. But God, I want to bind the devil, that gas-sucking demon out of this car right now. You know, like, what I'm saying is this, guys. I don't see a demon under all these kinds of things. I think sometimes it's just the result of our own, like, our own choices, the things that we've done. However, I also know there is an enemy. And this is what the apostle says, Ephesians 6.10. 6, so finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness. It's against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're going to talk about all of these verses in these next weeks. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins, the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith 
where we will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I mean, he just talks about all these different implements of our armor. And all of them have significance. We're going to talk about all of them. Verse 18, and with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Those are Paul's words to us. And again, we're going to be talking about this. But this morning, as we begin, we're going to talk about verse 10, where Paul says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I love this verse. Finally, guys, this is where it starts. He says, what I want you to do is to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. In the battle, it's not about you, don't, it's not about you digging deeper it's into your own heart and finding that thing within you. It's about like just giving your life to Jesus Christ and finding the strength that comes from his strength, gaining, accessing his strength is what he's talking about. When God created us, he created us in, in really three different parts. Anybody remember the boxes in the past that I brought up here? Okay. Uh, I can't find them. I think somebody threw them away. But, but anyway, uh, we're made, we're, we're made our body. Okay, there's, there's our body. It involves our, our senses, our, our taste, our touch, our smell, our sight, our hearing. Okay, our, our, our body could be like one box. Our soul involves our emotions, emotions like fear and loneliness and anxiety and worry. That's our soul. And then there's the, the, the third element of our tripartite nature. That's our spirit. That's the place where God dwells. And here's the thing. Only one of those things can be in dominance at, at any certain time in our life. Only one of those things it's, it's either our body and our senses are, are dominating our lives, it's, it's, our, it's our emotions that are dominating, or it's our spirit that's, in, that's dominating our life at whatever time it is. If our body sits on the throne of our life, then we'll want to give way to our senses. I don't know if anybody's like me, confession time, but when I go through a stressful, difficult time battle, I want to eat. Anybody? Where's my cherry? I gotta have a cherry Coke. I gotta have a cherry Coke. I gotta, I, I gotta, do, I gotta do something. I mean, I just gotta, I, I mean, I don't know why that, that's me. I fight that. I don't know if you're like that. Probably not. But, but, but I know that. Like I, I've worn away a path right to like the pantry, okay? I gotta get some raisins and some peanuts and just something. I, gotta, I, just, gotta, I just gotta eat something because I don't know. I'm just feeling stressed because there's something like, I don't know, I'm looking for some kind of reprieve or some kind of break in it. Okay? Our soul, our soul involves our emotions. Okay? And, and so when it's, when it's our soul, when it sits on the throne, th then we, we allow fear to rule. Okay? In this place, now anxiety is going to rule. Re offense, resentment, bitterness, that's what's going to control me because like the, the, the emotion, maybe back up a little bit. Well, as well, when our body sits, uh, all the different senses, I mean, we can talk about like then going to give way to sexual expression, whether it's God-honoring or not, because they've just got to do something. I mean, just got to have some kind of reprieve, some type of relief, or else we're going to do something with our sight. How many, when you stress, ever find yourself, I don't have my phone with me, but just doing this? <laughs> Flipping through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever it is, because I, I got to do something. I don't know. I just got to do something. Something with my eyes. My, this, this. And, and it's when our body sits on the throne. 
And can I just say something? Those things are never going to satisfy. They'll never cause us to be triumphant in the battle. That's why Paul says, finally, King James says, finally, my brothers, my brethren, finally, having said all these things, the first six chapters of, of Ephesians to the church in Ephesus, finally, having done all that, what I want you to know, I want you to do is be strong in the Lord and in his might and not your own. Be strong in his might and not your own. Be strong in the Lord. What's, what does Lord mean? It means, it means master, the strong one, the dominant one. And so when our spirit sits on the throne, we filter everything through the word of God. God, what are you saying? We filter everything through the strength that God has provided. God, okay, this situation seems impossible, but God, let me just a second, let me do something. Let me place you on the throne of my life, and now let me look at this. Oh, hey, God, I mean, you just hung the earth in space. I mean, I think you can handle this situation. I don't know the answer to this, but God, you're the God of all wisdom and knowledge, God. I th and I'm your son, you call, I, that, that is, we just sang it, that's who I am? All right, I think this is gonna be okay. In the middle of the battle, our body can lead us astray, our emotions can lead us astray. But it's the Lord, the master, the strong one, the dominant one, that will give us the strength that enables us to walk through the battle, I believe, in victory. It's not gonna be in our strength, but only in his strength. And so how is it, how is it that we can be strong in the Lord? And then we're just gonna wrap up today. It's this, we, we need to do from the word of God, because this word is powerful, it's truth. And to be strong in the Lord means I'm going to align myself with the word of God. I'm gonna align myself underneath the, the word of God. Say, God, this, this, God, what I'm gonna do, I know my body feels like doing this, but God, that's not gonna help. I know my emotions feel this. I know my mind feels this, but God, I know that's not gonna help. So God, what is it that you're saying into intentional, align ourselves with what the word of God says? It's important to feed your spirit in those moments and those times. Yeah. To feed the spirit. The victory is found in his strength and his power, not our own. And I, I know that's not what the world says. In fact, there's, there's been, over these last years, it seems like to me, some of you can weigh in on this and let me know what you think, but there's been such a movement to like, the answer's within you. You've got this. Be true to yourself. You know, you do you. Look deep inside of you and you'll find the solution. You got this, girl. Right? You got this girl. Can I tell somebody? You don't got this girl. <laughs> I mean, I went, I, I, my, my garage door opener went out. And so a couple of years ago, I replaced one of, we have two garage doors. And I replaced one of the garage doors opener. So I thought, well, I can do this thing. And I put the, that dumb opener in. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not getting it. And it's a week, like, I don't know how many days later. I'm still not getting this thing. I'm having to go, like, open up the door, you know. And, and I read through all the directions. And finally, I went to the repository of all human wisdom. YouTube. You're right. YouTube. Okay. And, and, and to find out, how do I do this? And finally, ah, this is, I mean, like, I can't even install the, like, the garage door opener with YouTube, let alone figure out the complexities of life and the, the situations that I face. I don't got this. You don't got it. 
If you think you got it, man, we're going to keep falling down. And I, I don't got it, but I know the one that does have it. And he calls me son, and he calls me daughter, and I call him father. And he says, I'm going to walk through this situation with you. And so my strength, my wisdom, my knowledge is so, it's just so, so short. But if I can align myself and say, God, I'm looking to you for wisdom. I'm looking to you for direction. God, I'm looking to you for strength. God, I'm looking to you. God, I need your help to help me in this moment. God, my strength is not in myself. I don't got this. Lord, you've got it, and I've got you. So God, would you please help me in this situation? And I believe the key to this battle begins. It's not all of it. He unpacks this whole thing in these next verses. And again, we'll talk about this. The key is found is God gonna be strong in you, in your power, and in your might. And there have been times, I know in my life, as, as I've walked through a challenge, whatever it is, and I'll think about how is this gonna happen, I can get kind of, anxious, I can sense panic kind of welling up a little bit inside of me, and there's something about just getting in God's presence, and there's something about just turning on some worship music, taking some time in his word. I've got my, my scripture memory app on my phone. I'll start going through scriptures that I'm memorizing and that I've memorized and start quoting those things, taking some time to pray and really aligning my life with, with, with God, and there's something about the perspective of my mind that changes. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Be strong in the Lord, not in yourself. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. We can trust him today. You can invite him into whatever situation you're facing. You can cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. You're not in the battle alone. You're not called to fight the battle to be a solo warrior. You're called to align yourself with the Lord of hosts. King Jesus is his name. As Zechariah 4, 6, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. That's the key to victory. If the band would come to the front, uh, please begin to play that song that you've prepared. I'm going to ask you just to bow our hearts and our heads here in Grand Forks as well as in Crookston today. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad today, with our heads bowed, I'm so glad that, that, that all of you have chosen to join today. Whether through being present in this sanctuary, in the Crookston Sanctuary or just sitting at home, listening by the, at your cabin, wherever it may be, I'm so glad you've chosen to, to join us today. I want you to know something today and that is that God loves you and that he created us with the need of dependence upon him. He didn't create us to be independent of himself. He created us to be dependent upon him. He could have created us to be independent where we didn't really need him. But our lives are prone to weakness. Our lives are prone to times of just of frailty, shortcomings. And really, it, it wasn't because he didn't like us that he allowed those to happen. He did it because we need to depend upon our Father, Father God. 
and to be strong in him. And this whole thing really begins, it all begins in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It begins in this thing that you can know Jesus as your friend and he can be your father today. Not some religious figure that we do homage to on Eastern, uh, you know, Eastern Christmas. Not somebody that, 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 that you know, is relegated to a book and we put that book on the shelf and bring it out you know, whenever we feel really discouraged or down. But this man wants to be, this person, Jesus Christ, truly wants to be our friend today. He wants to come in and take up residence within our heart in our life. Can I tell you something? I am friends with the creator of heaven and the creator of the moon and the creator of the stars. His name is Jesus. That's my friend. That's your friend. That's the relationship that we can have. It's not something again relegated to some religious, like high church kind of like, like aura. It's relationship. And how it begins today, it begins in just saying, Jesus, I need you. God, would you come into my heart and really make me a new person, God? Lord, would you come and live inside of me today? So what I want to do today is just say a very simple prayer today to lead us in a prayer. Would there be any today you'd say, Nathan, you know what? I don't have a relationship with God, but today I want to. Would anybody just raise your hand and say, today that, that would be me. Maybe in Crookston, maybe it would be online, maybe sitting on your couch or your easy chair or wherever it may be. Anybody today? Amen. Amen. I want us to do this today. I want us to say a simple prayer. Thank you so much. Let's, I want us to say this simple prayer today. That's a prayer of dedication. Let's say this together. Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I need you in my life. Help me, God, in this battle that I'm facing. I can't do it in my own power or in my own strength. I need you to help me. Help me to listen to your voice more than the roar of the enemy. Speak to me, Father. I give you my life now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer today, Maybe for the first time, maybe it was more a time of just of, of rededication. Uh, in the seat back pockets, there's just a little comment card. You can take that card out. And then on the back, you can just pray, I prayed the prayer to accept Jesus. Put your name and address. We'd love to be in contact with you. Or if you're at home or wherever it may be, maybe later today, if you go to our website, www.hellofreedomchurch.com, there's just a button that says, I decided. You click on that button. And there's really a prayer there that you can pray. There's a form that you can fill out, and we'd love just to give to you resources that would help you in this walk. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website, or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.